All right, welcome back to another episode of Hello Reality, the podcast all about the challenge, recapping episode two of Ride or Dies. And now here are the two guys who uh, really just have, have nothing but kind things to say about Turbo and wish him well and have never said a bad <laughs> word. And if we did, or if you think we did, remember our names are Jeremiah and Derek. What's up, Jeremiah? How's it going? Don't come find us. Derek, another, hey, another great podcast. Yeah, that's oh, right. Man. Yeah. How are you doing, so man? are we gonna keep up with this the rest of the time uh, recording the Hell Reality podcast, like our entire tenure, or just this episode? I think that's safest. Yeah, I really, I really yeah. think that's best for the protection of us and, and our loved ones. Yes. So, uh, speaking of the devil, Turbo goes out this episode in a memory game meant for fifth graders, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, very anticlimactic. Um, it seems like production really gave Turbo the um, bad side of the edit here. So I don't know if we'll, if we'll see him again. That was my big question. Yeah. What is going on with Turbo? Why does he seem like such a different person? And from the Bananas Death and Taxes podcast, which was uh, one with Nani on it this episode. Yes. She said that Turbo seemed like a totally different person. So take it for what it's worth. But... Maybe he did change a lot in between the seasons. He certainly seemed like a huge diva who took every slight offense uh, and, and turned it into some huge argument. And honestly, good riddance. Two episodes of that was enough for me. Pretty stoked that he's gone. Yeah, even though I didn't know how good of a strategic move it was for Johnny or Nani, um, it just seemed like one of those things where everybody wanted him out so much that like that ultimately became the right move because everybody just hates him so much. Yeah, exactly. One of those decisions, it's like, this is just a non-decision this week. The entire house is against so-and-so. <laughs> Not unlike Big Brother 10, when everyone took out Brian. Throwback. So that happened yes. this episode. We also saw so many more teams go in and out. Um, if, you're, if you're keeping track at home, we are now at net one team. We have added a team over the course of the first two episodes still of this show. As Casey and Kenny come back into the game... Uh, Jordan and some mystery player are coming in, and we lose Nam and Emmy. They go out, as well as Turbo and Tamara. And in episode one, of course, we netted one team. So we're still at plus one teams for the season. How do you feel about the insane um, lack of consistency with how teams are coming in and out of this game, dude? Um, I I wouldn't mind it as much if like the teams they brought in were teams that I was excited about. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Mm. They're bringing in Nom and some random girl who quits because of mud. Uh, was that? Is that, that all we got from that? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I got. Yeah. Over, like in the mud, just being like, oh, I don't really like this. Um, I guess she posted like a six-minute video where she explained why she quit. Uh, but who's you got didn't watch that, that though? Did you? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I didn't yeah. watch Hell that either. No. That's Hell a long. No. That's a long yeah. time. That's that's a long yeah. time. That we're not going to yeah. investigate so, that. She was yeah, scared. Somebody of mud. else okay. did, and they summed it up in the comments that she had no real excuse, and she just seems like a diva. So. Um, fortunately for I, Nam, unluckiest challenger I'm ever. Take that as gospel. <laughs> I don't know about that. I feel like people are saying Nam's the unluckiest challenger ever. I I think it takes one more unlucky thing uh, for him to surpass like Sarah or Leroy. Mm, interesting. Well, he is three for three in getting taken out of this game. That's a good point. Like he's undefeated in terms of getting evicted right. for reasons out of his control. In terms of being defeated, he's undefeated. Although I will say that this season, maybe it's more his fault than it may seem because apparently, according to some internet person, uh, he did not provide a partner 
and kind of got Emmy assigned to him, who was someone who just got like in contact with the show through casting producers. It, one of the all-time bad decisions. Wow, Jesus Christ. So maybe Nam should go make some friends before he can complain. <laughs> what is the goddamn point of doing this fucking season if we're not going to like have people with like genuine relationships? Like like I like what is like the meat of this concept if we're just going to like pair people who don't even fucking know each other? Like this is Yeah, like- honestly, I'm a little embarrassed cuz I, I think in the episode 1 of our recap, we didn't really make fun of that enough. Where this yeah. is a great concept. I love the concept, ride or dies, and it's it's just there's so much, there's so many options that have been unexplored. So many veteran players who easily could be ride or dies, and we're not seeing it. And instead, yeah. we get this bullshit. Because <laughs> like with rivals, I was always like, you're usually gonna end up like hating the person anyway by the end of it, or like you're able to work together like through it. Um, they're like, there's not like a lot of like exciting storylines that we've had with rivals other than like, uh, Kenny and Wes, um, and maybe like Adam and CT getting along at the end with this, mm-hmm. with the writer dies. I was like, this would be good because now these people who really like each other might not like each other after this, which is bad for them, but good for television. Um, so I was like, maybe we'll have some potential with that. But now you have confessionals of non being like, and you know, I'm so disappointed in you. We are no longer ride or dies. <laughs> it's just like, okay, like you're trying to sell it as best you can. Now, I respect that, but yeah, I can't believe this. In all the two weeks that I've known you, I never would have thought that this would happen. <laughs> you did not seem like a quitter during quarantine when we couldn't talk to each other. Like you seemed like you had no quit in you. I can't believe it. It's 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 like it's funny and it's not. It's it's like stop trying to sell us on something that is just so so manufactured. And the season should have been called a couple of ride or dies, a couple of strong friendships, and a lot of a lot of rookies desperate for reality TV time and to get invited back to another show. And I have a sinking feeling that the veterans are going to just stomp all over the rookies once again, in large part because of casting. Yeah, which, you know, there's not a lot of rookies here where I'm like, you know, they're fine. But um, So Johnny and Nani are back, and, you know, we see Devin and Bananas have a little moment with each other, uh, you know. And it's funny that they're living in the same room, and it seemed like a complete a natural occurrence here. But Eric, you're telling <laughs> me that maybe, maybe there's more engineered than we know. Well, once again, Joseph, my sources are some random author on the internet, but I saw whispers that maybe, just maybe, our favorite redheaded athlete and comedian and entertainer. Carrot Top? Close. He's, he's, he's definitely uh, in the top 20, but uh, no, Wes yeah. may have had a hand in connecting Devin and Bananas as we see uh, Wes really putting his newfound ability to make friends to, to good use. He's really discovered that making friends can help him win this game. It's, it's worked for him a few times. He's made friends with Bananas now, and it seems like he might have connected them. Allegedly, whatever the case, Devin and Bananas are now on the same page. And I got to say, Wes or no Wes, it makes perfect sense for them to team up this season, right? Like, it's win-win. Win-win. Um, and yeah, it's advantageous for both of them. They both really don't have too many friends left. Um, and like Devin's so ingrained within the Big Brother Alliance, you know, it's just like, yeah, why not work together? You know what I mean? Yep. We're only hurting ourselves if we don't. So, especially um, natural. 
after the rookies won and made some moves against the vets, it's like, okay, well, if, if it wasn't going to happen, now it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so Tori and Devin uh, are talking about her relationship with Jordan. I don't know why. It seemed kind of random. Uh, but um, Well, Joseph, slowly... sometimes people talk about uh, serious events that have affected them. Like when, you, when you're friends with someone, sometimes these subjects come up. I don't know if that's ever happened yeah. for you. Uh, yeah, Eric, I was making a joke about how the producers put this in the episode to foreshadow Jordan oh. coming at the end. You oh, you, you, you think so? You don't think this was an organic conversation? Okay. <laughs> then the producer's like, ah, maybe bring up Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, you two, Tori and Devin, you want to talk about something fun? Like the challenge, the daily, um, Jordan? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> So, who do you think are, like, some of the greatest male challengers of all time? Why don't you guys talk about that real quick and just see where that conversation leads. Yeah, let's have a fun game. Okay, we're going to give you a subject, and you tell us the first people to come to mind. Okay, um, all-time greatest challengers who don't have all of their body parts that they were born with. Um, any, uh, famous exes who won three seasons. I don't know. You take it away. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that, that happens. Of course, we get a conversation. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty... Aside from that, obviously, the production loved it. Like it was, it was a nice conversation, though, I thought, right? It was, it was pretty it was heavy, pretty, which yeah. I was not expecting. Like, I wasn't expecting it to take the turn of, like, Tori talking about getting on antidepressants and everything like that and it changing her outlook on life. I wasn't expecting that. Obviously, very welcome uh, to it. And I think uh, I like the way that Devin handled it uh, by... Making a joke, but in a respectful way, just being like, I just bottle everything up until like, <laughs> like it explodes yeah. pretty much. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Devin making a great joke about um, how, how a lot of people and maybe stereotypically men handle this kind of thing. And it's like, there's some truth in humor, right? And this is relatable. Yeah. I am also an idiot who's done that uh, exact thing. So I laughed and I reflected and I thought it was, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. That was a very good <laughs> Devin moment. It was one of those times. Yeah, when I had a good really, he showcased his ability to make fun of himself and and uh, you know make light of a situation, but in a respectful way. It was a, it was a good moment. Yeah, and I liked uh, everything with Tori too. Her being so open was something that's deeply personal, uh, to be honest. So uh, good on her for coming out with that and and everything. So yeah, um, I agree. And, One of the things I like about Tori a lot. And Nani too. Uh, we get the Death Cab for Cutie music. Uh, during Nani's uh, monologue about her mom and Eric, I was definitely getting uh, chills during this. This was uh, very emotional. Yeah, this was one of the moments that transcends the the game. I thought the challenge handled it pretty well. I don't have a lot to say. It's just really deeply. It was deeply sad, man. That was rough. I feel yeah a lot for Nani. Can't I remember imagine. watching her original season of uh, real world and i just remember her mom being a big part of her life and, and everything like that so uh you know best wishes to nani with everything going on there she um, talked on her podcast about wanting to come on this challenge and you know be strong and how her mom knew how much it affected her life and the challenge i mean and how how big it was for her and her ability to help out her family and she wanted to she wanted to come on and do that kind of in honor of her mom an incredibly strong woman so there's always some yeah. talk about like should you do something after such an important event for the family or not, and I like Nani's explanation a lot. So good for her. Well, I don't it think seems like it was I don't think anyone's the right call. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone's parents want them to just make themselves sick and grieving and right. not, you know, for take sure. opportunities to, yeah, so. It was um, just a nice explanation for her thought process going on the show. For sure. And The Daily was called Balancing Act. Should we get back to making fun of people now, Joseph? After a few <laughs> relatively serious scenes that are just really way outside of our comfort zone. I, don't, I feel unqualified to do anything but yes, take the piss out yes. of Yes, and, and we are sorry uh, for all the people who had to listen to us uh, try to be tender. Just, uh, just know that a really serious effort was made and we did the best with our, our really limited uh, capabilities and skill sets. Yes. Let's um, talk about the daily. Let's go. Balancing so, act. Nom, Nom and Enemy are out. Kenny Fuck and Casey me, are in, what baby. Let's go. Everybody starts <laughs> screaming. Oh, my God. Kenny's yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some may view this as a neutral transaction. One team enters, one team exits. I view this as a huge loss for the show and for myself. I am so pissed off that Casey is back on the <laughs> TV screen. Dude, this sucked. This was like opening up a present at Christmas and getting punched in the face, dude. This was uh, just a real bummer for me. How about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't love it. I feel like it was coming because she just was in so many clips in the trailer. Um, and everybody on Reddit is just not good at hiding the fact that they obviously read spoilers. Uh, so I, I kind of knew that Casey was going <laughs> to come back in. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I, I knew Casey was going to come back in, but, uh, you know, um, what are you going to do, I guess? Why? What, what is it about Casey, right? Like, we're, we're, this isn't a super nice podcast. We're not here to baby everybody. Why, no. why, do you, why, do you, why do we not like Casey on our TV screens that much? Um, she just is boring. I just don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any more clever way to say it other than that. Um, she doesn't seem to have any divisive opinions on anything. Uh, I feel like usually she just goes with the what the better strategist usually thinks um, out of the group. Um, she doesn't. Ha she's just not compelling. I don't. I. I, yeah. I just don't. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. She yeah. seems like very nice and everything like that. Uh, but even those things to me seem like she's trying to like create a TV persona. And she's like, oh, I need to make Let's Go my thing. Like, that's going to be my thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just not working. I don't know. Right. I, you know what it is for me? I wish I had this a better is, explanation. Cause that's like, why, that's why I bring it up, honestly. Because there's nothing yeah. about her that's overtly like bad or anything like that. Uh, this is all us whining about getting entertained on television. Okay? So take it that way. But you know what I think it is? I think when I see Casey, I see someone who bends over backwards to say everything production wants her to say. I don't think she's right. ever really made a compelling TV move in any of her like five seasons on all these shows or whatever it is. And I also see someone who's just inauthentic. I don't think she's fully herself in the confessional. I think she's trying really hard to entertain people. And in doing so, it never comes off as natural. And it's just not that. It just doesn't yeah. feel real. You know, it feels very scripted. Feel like almost all of her DRs. I feel like after five seasons of watching her, I have no clue who she is really. That's a good way to put it. All right, let's let's, let's sum yeah. it up that way. And Kenny, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Kenny's the next superstar. Who knows? I'm, I'm liking Kenny Clark so far. <laughs> I mean, so far, yeah, he's my favorite of the two. Um, yeah. What do you think about the What do you think about the daily? Because I like this one. 
<laughs> I liked it. I liked it just because it seemed like a standard good challenge. Um, you know what I mean? There wasn't a fucking puzzle, so that was nice. Um, and, and yeah, just standard good challenge affair, I think. Um, I always like watching people wipe out and stuff like this. That's always fun. Yeah. I Simple and effective. It separated people into two groups, those who could do it, those who can't. And it made sense. It, it felt like an old school challenge. I, I think that this fit the theme of the season, which producers have talked about, which is going back to the challenge's roots. It was like, here, let's see you try to do a really athletic thing. There's no explosions. There are no puzzles. Like you said, that's it. Yeah. Simple. And we saw a few teams yeah, look great. Yeah, dry, and a few man. Teams look bad. Knew- exactly. You can be like, okay, Tommy was not that good in that challenge. Like, maybe he's not going to be good at most of these challenges where uh, some of the other things they do, it's just like very vague. You're just like, it just seems random or weird or like yes. they don't edit it well enough to where like you know exactly what's going on. This, it was very clear cut. Either you did it or you didn't. Yes, dude, you're right. This showed us a lot about the players that a lot of dailies do not anymore. And that was nice. And I like seeing yeah. that. I like seeing some of them really <laughs> suck, dude. That was fun. I was surprised that Tommy wasn't able to do it. I was like, I feel like this would be your type of thing, if anything. You, but you might think. You might think. Yeah. Oh, my God. To- oh, dude, Joseph. Sorry, Jeremiah. Are, are, are Tommy and Annalise not going to be the powerhouse team that we all thought they were going to be before the season, man? Oh man, uh, man! I have to change my my power rankings, but yeah. Um, yeah. drop them down to second, maybe even third. It. But not a lot of teams, you know, were able to complete it. Complete it, Eric. So let's not, you know, go down on Tommy and Annalise too much. Well, in most teams, the guy could get across though. I think Tommy looked especially bad, and Annalise didn't yeah. get a shot. Jack was not able to get across either. Um, Fessy. I think that was pretty notable. Was not able to get across. That was awesome. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> what a what a moment. How can this guy get on Twitter and say, "Oh, CT and Jordan are the only people I'm worried about in a final," and he can't even get across this thing, and he's been beaten in a final by Johnny. Did you see that he tweeted that? Yeah, yeah, no, he should be more scared yeah. of milkshakes and, and food-eating challenges, I think. He should include them <laughs> in his list of enemies to overcome in a challenge. Lest, lest you forget, just, Fessy. He is, he is delusional. Um, <laughs> Dude, yeah, so. he, uh, did we also see some stuff from him this offseason, like about he was you know, bragging about being the 38th ranked tight end going into the draft before his injury cut short his career. He was talking about how there's tight ends in the NFL currently who couldn't do the moves that he was doing in college. And then he like sent like a video of him in college and it was like the most basic route. Like I, I, I yeah, Fessy. yeah. The movie Napoleon Dynamite comes to mind when I think about Fessy. I don't know why, <laughs> unknown reasons. And if you haven't seen it, Joseph, then we'll just gloss over that, and the viewers can uh, interpret that how they will. But okay. By the way, if you're not an NFL fan, 38 tight ends don't get drafted in a year. More like eight or nine, I'm pretty sure. So the, <laughs> yeah. Fessy is just such an idiot, dude. He's so delusional, <laughs> man. Oh wow. Okay. But you know what so, they say anyway. at the same time, Joseph. It's 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 like really like the law of attraction. So, right. If I'm attracted to you, then I'm attracted to you. Yeah. If you want to be in the NFL, you're attracted to it. Then the law of attraction, you know, ipso facto. Who else did well in this yeah. challenge? Horatio and Olivia, I thought was the most notable one, especially because TJ wouldn't shut up about it. Um, and he's just like, damn, Horatio, this guy's he's badass, man. And I was like, 
Is this like uh, TJ trying to be more like Jeff on Survivor, where they're both just like super like gelled about everybody who comes on the show now, and everybody's like the new best since best thing since sliced bread. I think like, we got to put it into context and realize that Emmy just walked off the show. We just watched a lot of rookies face plant into the water. It was like, I think TJ was just excited that he cast one person at least who was capable of athletic feats. I think he was really pumped, like by comparison, more than anything else. But he was pretty excited. And it also might have served as a warning like, damn, Horacio, watch out. Laurel is coming for you. I can see that glint in her eye. She's found her new target. Watch out, Horacio. Oh, yeah. Right when you saw the confessional of her being like, oh, yeah, I was very impressed by Horatio and how he did in the challenge. That's how you and me, keen viewers, knew that Laurel had set her <laughs> eyes on, on somebody new because being confident in the challenge is very important to Laurel uh, as far as yes. attractiveness level. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we've seen CT, Jordan, Nicole Z, if, if she counts, and now... Horacio, who ultimately really doesn't have a choice in the matter, he's Laurel's new target, and yeah. that's just Nicole, simply gonna Nicole happen. Z, not quite the beast CT and Jordan are, but pretty good in her own. She day. was good. She was good. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I really felt like I could see it in Laurel's eyes watching watching him perform. I, I feel like it was it was pretty clear in that moment what was going to happen, and I love it. This <laughs> yes. is, talk about old school season. It's like, ooh, we're back to the prime challenge. Laurel's going after another hot new rookie. Let's go. <laughs> her... <laughs> Horatio, be careful. I, I feel like you're you're too innocent for this world. I feel like I, like, I, I feel like the world might eat him alive. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe it'll be a beautiful new romance. Who knows? In any case, yes. uh, you know what I do know. We got to figure out how to pronounce his name sooner or later, man. Like by episode five, yes. let's set that to be the goal. Let's figure out how to pronounce his name by then, if we yes. can. It's it's tough because I, 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 I know was... it as Horatio. Like that's how I've right. always heard it. But now I hear people on the show saying Horatio. And I'm like, are they wrong? Because I haven't heard him say it. His, like, when I hear him say his name, that's when I'll be like, okay, that's how you say it. Right. And that's something that a lot of times won't happen because I don't know about you, but I don't really speak of myself in the third person all that much. So we might be waiting a long time. We might have to go with what be. everyone's saying in the show. Because I think I Horatio... Mean, Nelly, though, he does what, it all the time. Well, and that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did sure. I just call this man daddy? So you said I did. I just I heard Nelly. I heard Nelly. We'll, no, we'll, no, we'll no. When I was I was referencing Nelly's line from later when he was calling Devin Daddy. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Watch an episode one time, Eric. Stupid, stupid. See, I just yeah, did it. Good. Third person. Devin um, Daddy. What did you think of that confessional? Did you like that? Speaking of daddy, uh, he did pretty well in the daily. In the confessional, um, it was it was a good one. Dude, Nelson is hilarious. He's he's the king of unintentional comedy. And I'm ready to put the crown and firmly on his head. was intentional. Like, this was like him trying to be funny and like whatever. And it was like, it was corny, his delivery, but it still worked. Like, I was, I'm, I'm tickled by Nelly. I'm utterly tickled. <laughs> Me too. That's a good way to put it. He's yeah. like uh, Michael Scott, half Michael Scott, half like this ripped jock who does great in eliminations, can't figure out how to win anything involving mental strength. Can't, and can't give delivers. a public speech to save his life. <laughs> yeah. But has it begun? Oh, what a moment. Um, <laughs> dude, even him in the daily was incredible. It was like peak Nelly. He like yeah! does this 
goofy ass showboaty move, calls himself Scuba Nelly, and then like almost wipes out completely for no reason other than he's trying to be cool. But then he does it. He scrambles, saves himself, doesn't win, of course. It was vintage Nelly. Oh, so good. (laughs) So good. Um, So, yeah, only four teams were able to complete this challenge um, with Devin and Tori being one of them. Uh, That's why Devin was daddy. And then mm. Johnny and Ani and Casey and Kenny. Kenny uh, did it, you know, better than maybe people thought he would. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out. Kenny might the be Clarks. here to stay. I still, the only thing yeah, I know about we him. We always said that what? Casey's biggest weakness would probably be the puzzles. Mm. You know, Kenny says he's an introvert, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking he's more, more brainy, you know what I mean? So maybe, you know, who knows, Eric? I always thought Casey's biggest weakness was the confessional booth, but you think it's puzzles? <laughs> I didn't. So far, I haven't seen Kenny helping her out with what I think is her biggest weakness, but we'll see. We'll yes. see. Yes. And the okay. winners, to nobody's surprise, is Banani. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm not spoiled as always. How how are they not winning this season? Honestly, I just see. I put them at like 50% in the field at 50% to win this season. Yeah, honestly, especially with that, like these confessionals she's getting about her mom and stuff like that. And the way that they're like putting it in here, I'm just like, yeah, like I just, I, I see it, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like bananas is getting like a nice edit so far. Like, I don't know. I see, I see Jay it. and Michelle trying to put up some resistance, losing in the next two or three episodes. It yeah, can we Jay's talk about fault. how Jay is screwed, like, no matter what? Like, And yeah. I actually don't think it's his fault. And I actually think Michelle might have been editorializing in her confessionals, to be honest. And, oh, my God. Uh, don't, don't slander Michelle, ever. Yeah. But go on. Because I just, like, what did Jay do that was so bad? Like, the previous week before Bananas is there, he works with his number one to, like, create a resistance. And then Jay gets completely screwed by Bananas coming in and winning the daily and, like, upending the structure of the house. And I just, I I don't know if you can blame Jay for all that. Like No, I think you're right. Yeah, because from, and again, this is coming from listening to the Bananas podcast. From Bananas' perspective... If you go against him, that's always the dumb move, right? It's it's dumb for anyone to mount some kind of resistance, really. Uh, and like like Jay's trying to do here. It's like, Doug, oh, what an idiot. Like, you're clearly with your pal. You're clearly trying to do something. Big mistake. But then it's like, okay, well, you let Bananas get to the end. He's winning a final, and that's probably what's going to happen, too. So you got to try to do something, right? And I yeah. that's why I like where Jay's coming from. Makes sense. I think he got a little unlucky that not only do we add the biggest vet corraler of all time in bananas to the mix but then he wins the first episode daily that he's in uh, along with nani um yeah i think more tough luck for jay than anything else yeah and then you get nani and casey back in there who are just gonna go with them too and it's like well what what the fuck like you know yeah um good point yeah numbers swung yeah Yeah. so i i feel like jay was or michelle was in my opinion, laying it on a little thick with the, like, be a good boy, be a good dog, stay here, be quiet. Like, I don't think the move of, like, getting rid of, like, um, or sending in Colleen and Kim, or not, or saving Horatio and Olivia, sorry, would have been better than sending in John and Raven. I, I think they're 
both the same. Like, I I agree, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like every if everyone knows that you're buddy buddy with this guy Johnny, like you're gonna look like a total <laughs> disloyal asshole if you don't save him. Like it's well, there's no good yeah. option. You and know? if you don't save him and he comes back and then you guys are like fighting about it, that just makes it easy for everybody to be like, let's just send these two in. Like they're causing yeah. drama and like, yeah. I will say I'm I'm a fan of Michelle's confessionals though. I don't really care how uh, accurate they may or may not be like comparing Jay to a dog. She gets it. She 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 knows how to make good confessionals. So I'll leave it at that. I, I guess, but it, like when it like like obscures the truth that's when i'm a little bit less into it but i i do get what you're saying i do like a little pizzazz in the confessional i just feel like it was like a little like uh i don't know what jay's doing that's like bananas just like has something against jay i feel like i feel like they like they're never gonna work with each other because of that morgan stuff you know what i mean uh with oh. them sharing this yeah with the ex of yeah each other. so i oh I right just, the morgan stuff I, I know what you're talking about but some viewers might not maybe you should fill them in on the details i feel like i feel like a lot of them do but if you don't um <laughs> morgan uh willette from big brother ott uh she was also on the challenge war of the world just bananas partner she was dating bananas but before that her and jay were on x on the beach and they were together once the show ended, but then she cheated on him with bananas, and now it's just like this oh, wait, weird thing. Yeah, it's just like this weird thing that's always been between them now. She cheated on Jay with bananas. That's like a fact at this point. And then bananas cheated on her. Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty a, sure that's yeah. What a fun story. What a cycle. What a, well, yeah, yeah, and the cycle of life it just continues. <laughs> Exciting. And honestly, I feel like Jay <laughs> is like over it like i think jay's like all right cool good riddance like i got rid of like i don't think jay cares anymore but i think bananas thinks that he does and so he like just keeps targeting him i think jay's also just an easy out for these guys too um being one yeah. of the smaller guys and i i just don't know how much of it's in his control if anything it's a compliment because he, he definitely has a mind of its own he's gonna try to get the rookies going it's a, the logical move for all the rookies right and so easy yeah. target but and it's the logical move for all the vets. And, and yet somehow, Jay does not go in. Michelle does not go yes. in. You know who does go in? Turbo, who pulls off one of the most impressive self-destruction sequences I've ever seen on any reality TV show. <laughs> uh, a reality kamikaze, if you will. Um, Nadi goes up to Turbo Except after the <laughs> The only daily. person he took down with him was Tamara, by the way. It was like a kamikaze, <laughs> but an unsuccessful one. And poor Tamara, too. I feel like she is in such a tough spot where it's like... She is at her partner's beck and call, and she really can't go against him just for the sake of team chemistry. It's like, I still got to work with this guy. Like, I like even if he's doing stuff that's really stupid, I kind of have to go with him because it's just like, he's not going to stop. Right. And for it, fear for and, life. Oops, did <laughs> no. I say that out loud? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, Derek and Jeremiah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those are our names. Uh, level three pussy chickens, Jeremiah and uh, Derek. <laughs> um, and so At least Nani goes up to Turbo and she's like, hey, I just want to know, like some people said you want to go in. Do you want me to send you in? And I don't know. There's a language barrier, obviously, right? So I don't know if like all of these things that Nani comes up with Turbo t- with that he necessarily interprets the right way, right? Like, mm-hmm. she could have said that to him, and he could have took it to mean, like, I want to send you in, right? 
Um, like, I, I think that's, like, a fair, like, possibility. Because I think, like, this game's already kind of complicated and stuff like that. And then you add the cultural barrier and the language barrier. I just think that, like, Nani calling Turbo the worst communicator... Uh, not a great look in my opinion. Um, even if like he wasn't doing what she wanted in that in that instance, I do think she should have just kind of left it alone. Uh, once he wanted to walk away from the conversation, um, I but don't know. obviously, he obviously seems the way he fucking bad man. He, he seems like a tough guy. He seems like a pretty shitty communicator, with or without the language. I'm not saying to me. Um, yeah, but I do think that like it plays a part in it personally. Just like seeing the way he like goes through the show all the stuff with him and jordan i just feel like that's like it's like the cultural thing has to be like a part of it as well with like why he gets so offended when people mock him and and, and things like that mock his walk or whatever um so and and i do think and i do think that he was trying to communicate they're like i don't want to talk to you anymore and i'm gonna walk away you know what i mean and then she kept trying to press and it's like i don't really know what you want from him at that point Look, I mean, I I hear what you're saying, but but then the dude like does things like he will take something one way, instantly decide that's the truth, and then not hear a single other word from someone else. Like I I, I just think he doesn't communicate. Like he doesn't try to listen to what other people have to say. He, he just kind of shuts down the conversation immediately from the. Um, and I do have other thoughts, by the way. I do think that there's more to this story than, uh, oh, innocently asking, oh, d- did you want to go in like, uh, or, or not? Because if not, you're not going in. Like, I think there's right. probably more to it than that, than, than they're letting on. But at the same time, the dude like, goes into deliberation and tries to instantly walk out. Apparently, uh, you know, this was like a kinder edit than he could have gotten as far as being willing to talk about these things. So... I don't know. I think it's both. I think he's. I think there's massive cultural differences. I think there's. Uh, no one's really going out of their way to help with that. But he's also terrible at communicating. Can it be both? Why not both? Um, yeah, I, I, I guess. Uh, I just didn't love the choice of words personally, but I, I get what she's trying to say. But, okay. Um, Hear you. But I, I also disagree. I also just. I also just think there was like a fundamental misunderstanding somewhere with both of them. Obviously. You know what I think? I think that I think that the house had already kind of decided that they uh, really didn't want Turbo to be there anymore. And I think that Nani asking him about wanting to go in might have been like trying to see like, oh, dude, do we have That's an easy what I mean. Here? And maybe he's and maybe he sensed that too. Maybe he's like like maybe he is wiser it. to what she was doing than we even think, you know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't a misunderstanding. Maybe it was No, I know exactly what you're doing and I see right through it. Like so that's the part that I don't doubt. But I also think that he didn't really give it any kind of a shot whatsoever to just simply say, no, no, no. Like, I, I don't want to go in. Don't put me in. And I mean, been, you know, that that's just not him. That's just not him, though. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think he's a terrible communicator right there in a nutshell. <laughs> but uh, in any case, dude, um, he makes it insanely easy to just simply put him and Samara in. And uh, fun fact, apparently, uh, again, hearsay, uh, him and Tamara, he was having Tamara train for like <laughs> all day long, like uh, 10 hours a day for this show. And hilarious that she comes in, he instantly blows up their game and they go home in a puzzle. <laughs> How funny yeah. is that? Oh my God. And she cheated on her boyfriend and all this stuff to get on the show. And yeah, 
Is that a prerequisite for going on the show? Do you have to cheat on someone in order to get cast on the challenge? Otherwise, they're like, nah, you're not, you're not good enough TV. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. you're not dramatic enough. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, seems like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot yeah. of fun rumors. Love talking so, about relationships. So, so, yeah. So, the producers are like, all right, well, we're going to get Turbo's first elimination. So, let's make sure that it's something down and dirty. Like, we really want to see this guy in the elimination putting his hands on somebody. Right. And, uh, of course, we get a match game. So, this is really good evidence for the theory that, you know what? Maybe the challenge production isn't entirely like rigging everything. Maybe it's more incompetence than it might seem because this is the absolute worst way for Turbo to go out of the game. What a dumb challenge this was. It was uh, the entire house deciding the fate of this challenge. It was was cool, of course, to see exactly how alone he was in this game. Um, Very one-sided. Can't have felt good for him, though. But... My God, would this have been so much better with any kind of physical combat? This was horrible. Um, this was <laughs> like a game that you play on the computer in first grade to learn memory games for the first time. And there's like a fish on one and then you find the fish on the other side of the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know why they thought this would make good TV. Seeing people run in slow motion with a bunch of cuts flipping uh, tiles to a memory puzzle. It's not that exciting. Um, and especially when a whole group of people is literally yelling the instructions at them, um, which I would honestly hate. I would just be like, let me fucking do this by myself. Like, this is like, this is like a very simple thing seemingly, but, uh, it seemed like Olivia was really having trouble with it, to be honest, when they started. So, uh, it seems like they needed the help and I love them at the end too, when they win, they're just like, this is thanks to our great social game. Um, and like, and it's like, no, this is due to the opposing team's abominable, uh, social game. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah. I think you missed a confessional. I'm pretty sure Horacio acknowledged like, Hey, it'd be so nice to think that this was because of how well liked we are. He but did have that. Yes. Let's yes. be real. This is cause everyone hated turbo. So o- Olivia was the one who had the real delusion seemingly in the confessional. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was it. It's like, dude, yeah. this is uh, really not a lot to do with you in this case. <laughs> a lot more to do yeah. with Turbo. But, yes. uh, yeah, we're on the same page on this one, man. There's really not a fun elimination. Kind of reminiscent of Free Agents, the Final Four one, where we get CT versus Bananas, Laurel versus Teresa, and they're doing a couple puzzles practically off camera. Like, you can't follow it to save your life. So... Not fun to watch, not fun at all, and this is how Turbo goes out. At least he didn't DQ, right? And he was a gracious loser. Uh, He said he hopes that Nani and Bananas win, uh, even though they sent him in. Mm -hmm. Um, This was all very confusing to me, and I'm just like, Turbo, like, this could have worked out. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And even with Johnny and Nani, I'm like, maybe just, like, don't send Turbo in. Maybe, like, send in the rookies against each other anyway. Because, like, now, yeah. like, they didn't really get what they wanted. You know what I mean? Now those three rookie teams are still in the game. That's true, um, but you can't predict a match game, you know? And I think this might have been... I, I think this I think this was the right move because you don't make any waves whatsoever. It's what the entire house wants. And yet, even still, pretty good chance that Turbo is going to win that elimination in a lot of eliminations and take out one of the teams that you do want to get taken out. So I, I see true. the merit in it. 
you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's a match game. And I don't think they mind too much at that point. I don't think Nani minded at all that Turbo was going home. She probably wanted it, if anything. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so that was the elimination. Um, do you have anything else on that? The elimination? No, just um, never again. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't do that. Um, and so uh, that's it. I guess this is the, the end of the podcast. Um, it was great. To be- oh, wait. I'm feeling really friendly right now, Eric. Oh, wow, like, Joseph. Like, yeah. You're going to give listeners like, an extra couple minutes? Yeah, I think um, let, let's bring somebody out here and to show how friendly I am. Okay, I don't wow. know where I'm going with this. Uh, Jordan came back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. Uh, imagine if we yeah. had a guest. We're like, we have, we have two guests coming on the podcast. We're going to tell you who one of them is. And then next episode, yeah. you're going to see who the other one is. And uh, spoiler... It won't make any sense. It's almost as if they have no relation to each other whatsoever. <laughs> There's yeah. the teaser. And that would require someone. <laughs> Go ahead. That would require someone wanting to be on our podcast. Um, so yeah, Jordan comes hurdle. out, and um, everybody sees him, and um, Tori's like, "Oh my god." Devin's like, "Oh no." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, everyone should be scared. I mean, this this is uh, this is this is a scary guy to have in your game. Can always if only, win it. If only they knew who his partner was. <laughs> yeah, they they'll. <laughs> they'd be less scared. <laughs> yeah, it, which I don't know anyone, if everybody else knows either. Like, I was just about to like, say it's a secret out. Like I feel like I can say it, but I don't want to get anyone mad. So. No, no, no. Okay, we'll turn off now if you don't want spoilers. But having said that, I'm yeah. pretty sure that they were announced with the rest of the cast, right? Didn't we? Didn't we see like official challenge uh, yeah. content with the two so of them? It's has the worst partner he's ever had, um, and yeah. Here's what's gonna happen. He's either gonna have no shot of winning, or we're gonna get an improbable victory on the same level as Landon and Carly. Back in uh, Fresh Meat 2, right? I think it's going to be one of those. This is going to be one of those amazing, like, if if uh, if he can win with Anissa, then he can win with anybody. What are you looking at me like that for? Did I pick the wrong season? Uh, no, I'm looking at you like that because that's not going to happen. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know if Lando Commando himself uh, could overcome that hurdle. So, um, yeah, unfortunately for Jordan, it looks like this is going to be a wash of a season. Uh, you know, but it'll be a very dramatic one. He'll make some good TV probably. So. And if you're Jordan, you stick it out because you never know. Like this could turn individual. We could have swaps at some points, but yeah, it's going to be tough to win with Anissa in the final at this point. I think it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, remind me again how their rider dies, Joseph. I I must be forgetting. I feel like I I feel oh, like I'm a little well, forgetful. Okay, so I got you. So uh, they had <laughs> okay, a very can't, can't tender this. moment on Dirty Thirty when Jordan made fun of the way Jemmy's face looks and compared it to somebody with mental disabilities, and Anissa yelled at him and told him he was a misogynist. Um, and that's that's really their history on the show. So I can wow. see why their writer dies. Would you put it that way? Yeah. I mean, I mean they got a, more of a connection than half the cast, so you're in. Why not? Writer <laughs> dies. I mean, Nam and Emmy met at the airport, so this is a little bit better than that. 
The confusing thing for me is like, aren't Tori and Anissa best friends? Like that's why they do the podcast together and like everything. And like Jordan's writer dies with Anissa. Like what is right? Tori's ex, who she hasn't spoken with in a year and a half. Hmm. It's almost like the format of the show makes no goddamn sense, Joseph. But that can't be it, right? It's surely not. So we'll come <laughs> right? back next week, and we're gonna try to make sense of all this. Who's the rides? Who's the dies? All that. Hey, I will say this. I'm I'm enjoying this season so far. There's some things I like about it. I, I really wish that we had pairings that made sense, but apparently that's just impossible with any format of any show they ever do. Don't ask me why. I know that there are other players who would like to come back on the show who have actual rider dies, but it seems like they did Rivals that first season, and they were like, wow, this was awesome. This worked out so great. What do you think it was? Do you think it was the teams that we put together that w- were actual rivals? No, I think it was that we, we had a format and it doesn't matter who we cast. So let's just keep doing this over and over and over again until we burn it into the ground. And we let them, here we are. We let them get away with Frank and Johnny having a rivalry over Twitter. We let them get away with that as a fan base. And this is what we get. We should have rioted it in the streets. And, you know, it's funny, looking back, that was a much more valid rivalry than, than so many partnerships that we have this yeah, season. Honestly, like, we didn't, yeah, honestly. We didn't realize how good we had it back then. Like, yeah. can you imagine? We this were complaining, like, years. oh, that's not even a real rivalry. Like, sure, they don't like each other, but it was just on Twitter. It wasn't a big deal. And now it's <laughs> like you, you could have a rival who you literally never spoke to before, like, probably. So, yeah. Wow. So Times have changed. Thanks for listening. Unless you got anything yeah. else to add, please go ahead and rate us any number of stars. We don't give a shit, and uh, hope to hope to hear you. Hope hope you can hear us. Um, uh, shit, I really botched this. I gotta go. You're um, really bye. good at talking. Yeah, bye guys. <laughs>